Let's go. Football cards, collecting and investing. First things first, we want to thank everyone that is subscribing to the channel, joining the Patreon. I mean, the Patreons, uh, uh, the, the Discord community and everything, it's been absolutely incredible. But today, we're going to talk not just Prism. I know that's been the big topic a little bit later. There is one idiom or just one saying that I always tell myself when it comes to buying and selling football cards that if you're new into the hobby i promise you this one saying will make you a better hobby yes but andy right off the jump here we want to talk about buying wax in general and i know we talked about it some in these past couple of episodes but we want to make it clear that you do not have to buy prism boxes you don't have to do it andy no you don't because there's a plenty of singles out in the marketplace and uh you can you know you can get a much better roi from those i mean in fact i, I rolled my sleeved up uh, sleeves up and, and counted these sold transactions on ebay for 2021 prism in the past week and, and just actually today and yesterday just june 27 june 28th here I counted over 2,400 buy it now sold transactions of 2021 Prism singles. And I actually scrolled through the pages and confirmed most of those were legitimate transactions. There was an average resale value of about $20 to $25 uh, per card sweet spot that I found. Of course, there was cards for several hundred. There was cards that, that were only going for a dollar or two dollars and everything in between. Mm, mm, mm. I love it. So for me, what is your major takeaway when you look at all those Prism singles being sold? Well, like you said, I mean, if you're trying to buy a blaster box, like uh, just, you know, beware that uh, you, the hits are what's being showed on, on social media and and uh, different content creation platforms. You know, the, those are very hard to come by. You're not guaranteed an autograph in any of the retail products. That's Megas, Blasters, and Hangers. And those boxes right now are reselling about $50 on average for a Prism Blaster Box, 2021 Prism Blaster Box. Whereas you can go um, and, yeah, maybe the silvers of the five first-round quarterbacks are all over $100. But if you look at some of the skill position players and look at what the silvers were trading for uh, last year on guys like Justin Jefferson um, and Jonathan Taylor and stuff, you can go and, you know, you can find some silvers of some still really good skill position players for 2021 that are undervalued, some silver autograph cards that you know you can't find in uh, Megas, bla uh, Blasters, or Hangers in retail. You can get those on eBay for around that $20 to $30 price range, and that's a, that's a nice investment. That's a nice little uh, buy window right there. So comment down below. I'm going to take my hood off now because I'm about to go – scorched earth about 2021 prism but comment down below are have you actually bought 2021 prism wax and <clears throat> i know we're a football card podcast but andy you and i have not partaken in 2021 prism wax how many boxes have you bought andy zero zero here as well and i do want to bring this up i actually had someone call me who was at the Walmart right down the street from where I live. It's a Carter. They, 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 they got prison boxes. They got blasters here. And I said, no, thanks. Now me a year ago would have been like, Oh, I'm coming to get five boxes right now. Um, 
but I still stand by it. Retail mega boxes are worth it for me. I just love the um I just love the feeling of retail uh mega boxes. I feel like I'm actually getting a bigger product. I feel like if I'm just buying a blaster, man, they're so expensive now. And I, I've never hit anything in a blaster. I've ne- I promise you, never. Now I know people have been getting some hits in blasters, but here's the thing: if you rip the card, you know for sure that the best time to sell the card is right now. So I, man, I, Andy, I just, I'm, I'm just, I just can't buy prison blasters right now, just because I see so many people just losing money on it and not enjoying it on a rookie quarterback class that could feature six total long-term flops. It, it, I'm against it. I, 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 if you want to buy it and rip it, yes, that's fun. Especially if you have kids, it's just nothing better than ripping with, you know, a, a, your, your kid, a friend or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just staying away. I'm just staying away. Even if I, even if I see it, Andy, there's a piece of me that has been telling myself not to go to Walmart to not tip myself to buy those cards because the money that I could be spending on those boxes, like instead of buying those boxes, I bought that Drew Brees card. I bought um, things that I know that I really enjoy. I just don't like the crapshoot. I'm not in love with this rookie class outside of Jamar Chase. I I just feel as if people are still saying, I got to do it at least once, and they instantly regret it. (laughs) Yeah, and I, and that's my yeah, that's my thought as well. If you're gonna buy it, I would keep it sealed. But for most football fans, it's gonna be incredibly difficult to keep it sealed uh, because I do think there is obviously potential, right? Which is especially with Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence kind of leading the way now, and especially with Trey Lance likely to start the 2022 season as well. I think there absolutely is sealed wax flip potential if you can get it at retail prices. You can already see that people are flipping it for close to 100%, probably around 70 to 80% ROI profit on that product. Um, but, you, you know, you could see that go up a little bit more. However, there's also that counterbalance effect of, you know, everybody starts to realize that the hit rates are so low in this retail prism uh, product that maybe that takes away from it and, and, and it doesn't really move up a whole lot more than what it's at now. Last thing here on blasters, okay, blasters, hangers, all that stuff. So your average prism blaster, let's just say someone is is listening to this. They're trying to buy cards or boxes to flip or whatever. It's crazy. Like, because the the, the average blaster box, the Fanatics one's going for about 60. Like Walmart, your typical blaster is going for about like 50. Well, the price of blasters, Andy, have gone up, okay? So when you buy a full blaster – Let's just say on average you're spending 30 bucks, 30, 31, 32. If you're lucky, 27, 28. And you're selling the blaster on eBay for $50. Take your 13% cut out of it and the shipping and the hassle that goes along. You're not you're flipping the blaster for like a dollar or two. Couple so bucks. Yeah. What people normally used to think when they were buying wax in mass and flipping it, the margins just aren't worth it. They, they just aren't like, and you know, I, 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 I just don't get it. Now, if you're a breaker or if you're selling to someone in mass with cash deals, that's a little bit different, but man, I, it, the, the flipping $50 is the absolute worst price because it's too, 
it's almost too expensive for someone to buy more than one box. As if you buy two boxes, you're spending a hundred dollars plus tax and all that. And then for the flippers that buy all of it in mass, you're not making as much profit off of it. And it's not good business for anyone, honestly. So I know we're supposed to be super excited, gung ho about 2021 prism it's been the topic of discussion over the past couple of episodes i i'm just not ex- I'm, I'm just not excited about it but i am excited andy about just the overall football card single market i am excited about seeing people getting more interested in 90s and 2000s tops i am more excited about people getting interested in buying you know not only joe burrow but t higgins and so on and so on that's what excites me and honestly, some of the new releases, Optic and all that stuff coming up is going to be very interesting because that's something else, Andy. There's going to be more wax pouring out into the shells for a rookie class that's already played their rookie season. A lot more, a lot more. Optic, Select, and then you've also got 2022 licensed product coming out uh, for the 2022 rookies as well. So there's going to be a lot more uh, product making its way into retail establishments in the near future, Carter. Love Are you going to buy any optic? Yeah, absolutely. I love that product. But if I find it on the shelves now, plus I know it's probably going to be cheaper than Prism, but we'll see. I still got to buy my Jamar Chase rookies. I'm going to wait till the market cools down. Now, here's the thing, Andy. This is very key. Okay. You have been looking at football cards as a whole and you feel a little bit different. You're sick and tired of seeing, you know, videos, is the hobby dead, recession, gloom and doom, but your analysis shows something a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's really important, uh, especially for other content creators to um, that, that, you know, like to make generalized statements about the hobby, probably looking at a couple key iconic cards and, and using those to make an overall assessment of where the hobby is headed or how the market is doing, et cetera, et cetera. And so, what I do in response to that is actually roll up my sleeves and look at the numbers. Is it in fact declining? Are we seeing a recession? That kind of thing. Um, and thanks to some of the guys in our community, I'm able to get a really good idea of that pretty quickly. You know, shout out to Jaritos who built this web app, looking at graded card sales on eBay. I can see that in fact, the, the auction numbers, the buy it now numbers here, as you can see, uh, the red line here is auction numbers. The blue line is buy it now numbers. They're actually up over the past five weeks, Carter. You can see there was a little dip here uh, in the last two weeks, but now they're back up. You can see a pretty big increase, a healthy buy it now sold volume week over week for these guys. And then if you actually like roll up your, your sleeves and go and look at the sales charts of Patrick Mahomes Prism, for example, because I think this is one of the more iconic cards in the hobby overall this card is down but i think you could point to several reasons why this card is down and we could also be asking ourselves why did a psa 10 base prism patrick mahomes now of course 2017 the base prism was silver for all rookies uh, but why did that get up to ten thousand dollars in the first place carter on a card that is not exceptionally rare yeah and it got up honestly during that super bowl run i think one sold for 15k during the super bowl run or something like that 
at, at, at one point somewhere up there. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. Fifteen, a couple fifteen thousand dollar transactions there. Whenever uh, they lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and then of course it it maintained a plus twelve thousand dollar resale right. value through the draft. And this is the other thing that I think is important to understand, and that's the hype cycles we talk about, Carter. So when we look at the football card market, and I think a lot of new people getting in um, have, have maybe a difficulty understanding this, Carter, because the draft, uh, the draft time period from the Super Bowl to the draft is an incredible hype cycle for football cards. And it may not seem like it. And a lot of people may want to immediately jump into that offseason mode. And so a lot of people do. And what do they do? They start buying. And they're buying in, in a period in which prices are going up and up and up. Only for what happened last year and what happened, well, 2020 is, is a totally different story. But what happened last year after the draft is there was a cool down. There was a letdown period. And uh, where, where we're in right now is in the heart of the offseason. We're getting very little news. Like we're we're getting movement in guys like Eno Benjamin and LaVisca Ooh. Chenault, you know, and stuff like that. We're not, you know, there's not a big movement in, in like we may get a big movement from Deshaun Watson today because I know he's got his hearing uh, from, with the NFL and everything. So he, we may, you know, see a movement in that. But overall, we're not seeing a big movement in, in, in where players are being valued in terms of their expectations heading into the season uh, like we were when we were heading into the draft. And so, yeah, there, that that's a good reason for cars to go. We want prices to go down right now to kind of open this buying window so that way they have room to go back up. I, I go back to, you know, how much can we actually expect one of these cards to get up to you? A lot of cards we are already valuing at more than like a bar of gold. I mean, can we expect those to really just continue to climb and climb and climb, you know? I agree. And once again, once I saw those Mahomes sales, that kind of led me into selling a lot of my Joe Burrows in the Super Bowl hype run up and reading your price market analysis and listening to people in the discord and whatnot about how much that Super Bowl window. I mean, there's just never a better time to sell that player's card. So uh, that's always key when it comes to whenever you look at one of these charts, it's amazing how that Super Bowl window is so very important. So if you are buying Josh Allen, Justin Herbert right now for the prices that they're going for, I mean, in order to really maximize, you really need those guys to, once again, actually make that Super Bowl run. Um, but yeah, Andy, I'm not a gloom and doom guy just in general. I'm normally a positive thinking person. Uh, but I, I feel the same way about football cards. Went to a card show. Football card market's doing great. Now, a lot of that, once again, is prism. But, man, singles market is still good. I, I was kind of shocked over the past month or so when you kept telling me, like, Carter, hey, guess what, man? Vintage football's up. Uh, vintage football's doing fine. Then I listened to uh, the, the sports card nonsense guy saying, hey, you know, Johnny Unitas PSA 6 cards are, have actually constantly gone up. Mm -hmm. And so on and so on and so on. Man, I... I know it benefits us to say that football cards are doing fine and a lot more people are getting into football cards. But honestly, Andy, I feel like there is a lot of truth to that. Yeah, and, and you can even look at a card that's been highly printed. Like if, if you ask the majority of content creators, they would tell you that 2020 uh, was has been a peak year for Panini in terms of revenue, in terms of product printed, in terms of you know the amount of variation, the, the pop reports – on uh, a PSA 10 
Joe Burrow, for example, is 4,332 and 3,785 3, for Justin Herbert. Um, and you can look at their sales charts over the past five weeks. And you would think that if the market was going down, that people would stop spending hundreds of dollars for these guys base prism PSA 10 in, in, in a year where they have 4,000 different rookie cards. Right. And that's not really the case. We can see where it was at five weeks ago for each of the, the kind of the five premier quarterbacks from 2020 draft class and uh, Herbert Burrow hurts Tua, and even throwing Jordan love in there. Cause he's had some hype at different times. And you, you can see that those kind of those price that this top uh, turquoise green line right here is Justin Herbert. This purple line is Joe Burrow Carter. And, and then you come down here and this is Tua and Jalen Hurts. And you can see where Jalen Hurts right at the, at the draft time period, his card spiked because of the AJ Brown trade and AJ Brown acquisition. That card has gone up to what it was selling for around $60 to now it's consistently going in that 80 to 90 to a hundred and, and it's bouncing around between that, that, that little price range right there around 80 to 90 to a hundred dollars. And that card's still trading that at that price today. It has not dipped. Neither has uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those cards are still going for around $300. So, you know, it there hasn't been a ton of movement up or down in the resale value of these cards. And I'll, I'd like to ask you uh, what you see in terms of the value differences of these quarterbacks. And then um, I want to share something that I found, though, last night in digging into skill position player auctions. Yeah, so let, I was actually going to save this for my play of the week. Um, and this isn't a general sports card topic concern. This is just, you know, just specifically these quarterbacks. Andy, I, I've just got to say it, and I know we're probably going to lose some listeners. That's fine, okay? I'm willing to I'm willing to put myself out here. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to lose money on two of cards. A lot. He's horrible. He can't play. He can't play. I, I don't know. I, I don't I, – it's such I, a polarizing, yeah. It's such a polarizing. He's such a polarizing player because on one on one side I hear some fantasy analysts that I respect, and they're saying he's so accurate, and he's been one of the most accurate passers, you know, in in college, and and he stepped in in the national championship game for Jalen Hurts and dropped that ball in a bucket to win the game, and uh, and so you know and. And they're like, well, he may not have a cannon, but he's got such a high level of accuracy, and he's got like a, a, a an arm equivalent of Drew Brees that he's going to be so good. And that's that's the one camp. And then the other camp, I hear, you know, uh, about all of his mobility issues, his decision making issues, scan progression, that that kind of stuff. So look, I understand that a lot of his market is well, he got a better coach you got an offensive minded coach we can debate flores or mcdaniel or whatever we'll see how mcdaniel does i like him a lot he's a very funny guy um and he also got tyree kill okay arguably the best receiver of the past decade top five no less okay two big additions jalen waddle you i mean that's up there one of the best one-two punch receiver combos they got all these running backs you got gasecki at tight end got some other interesting players on that roster as well Defense is fine-ish. AFC East is not the most difficult. Obviously, the Bills are there, but New England, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, the Jets are the Jets. 
Tua can't play. I, I understand that I could get into it. We can get into EPA per play. We can get into the nuances of the actual schedule last year. But the games that Miami won were against bad teams. Okay. Their best win was a Thursday night home game versus a beaten down Raven squad. All the other wins were against Ian Book and really bad quarterbacks. As in, if you didn't turn the football over and you showed up, you're probably going to win. Actually, go look at the games Miami won. They weren't good wins. They weren't because of Tua. Uh, he's not, The hip injury changed him. Now, I will say this, and people can dig up my old radio archives when I was a young 20-something guy doing radio. Tua was the best high school quarterback I've ever seen. Accuracy, everything. I know he was playing against Hawaii competition. And I said when he got to Alabama, he should he should start as a true freshman. And he ended up beating out Jalen Hurts in the national championship game, as many people know. But the injuries changed him. The hip changed him. And if you want to get down into the physics of quarterback play, go listen to an interview Joe Burrow just did with Chris Sims. He said he generates most of his power through his hips okay have you seen andy the dak prescott warm-up drills mm-hmm. he's doing the yeah. hip, hip look at that i'm getting a little salsa if you're watching on youtube <laughs> pop that hip and then you started seeing everyone else do it i think i've seen carson wentz do it so on and so on because if and i know this isn't football car related but this might interest a lot of people most professional quarterbacks generate a lot of their power through their hips because if you generate it through your legs, it elongates your release where if you hip and you just pop your hip balls coming out a little bit quicker. Okay. Now, once again, I am not Joe Burrow. I'm not a quarterback coach. I know I probably did a horrible job explaining it, but if your hip is something that you seriously injured and you have not looked like a top 20 professional quarterback in, once again, it's just a two-year sample, but that's a relatively big sample. Like, we know for sure Joe Burrow's good, Justin Herbert's good, Jalen Hurts is decent to really good. I've not seen anything from Tua, anything. But his cards are still hot. Now, that was Mm -hmm. the base prism, but I still see a lot of Tua's on social media being sold. Uh, Super short print, so on and so on. And if you are a Dolphins fan, if you are to a non-believer, you can cancel me. You can tell me whatever in the comment section. That's fine. But you people are going to lose money. They lost it last year. They're going to lose it again this year. It's false hope the guy can't play. I also like to read, be, read between the lines and what the, the general management and the front office, the personnel uh, managers are doing on the Dolphins. They brought in one of the most competent backup quarterbacks in the league in Teddy Bridgewater, who's proven to be a competent starter. And so that right there screams to me that they they definitely have their own question marks as well, whether it's, you know, insurance or, uh, around his health or potentially even uh, performance. So we could definitely see, uh, you know, but this is a make or break year, right? I mean, this is going to be the peak of speculation and hype. It's like, okay, you've got the improved offensive line. You've got a, a much better offensive play caller in Mike McDaniels from San Francisco. You've got Tyreek Hill. We gave you Jalen Waddle. You got, you, you know, they brought in Cedric Wilson. They got like, you know, they still got Mike Jasicki. So it's like 
they brought in five different running backs. He's got everything he could possibly want in an offense, and now it's time for him to sh- uh, put up or shut up. Yeah, so that was going to be my play of the week. Sell this guy. It, it's it, no. he's not good. He's not good. I'm sorry, especially Zach Wilson cards have been a little hot, and I understand it's a new release. Seen a lot of Zach Wilson on my timeline. Once again, that's anecdotal. I I haven't done the buying out research or whatever. If if you're out there and you truly believe Zach Wilson's going to take another step now that he's got Garrett Wilson and and a lot of new pieces surrounding him with Josh Allen already in the division, if you think Zach Wilson's going to be competent, then you you definitely got to sell to it now. If you think the Jets are going to be better, if you think Zach Wilson's going to take a big year two jump, um, which I don't either, but man, you, you got to start asking yourself who actually are the best quarterbacks. And also something else that I think is kind of seared in people's brains is that Tua did beat Jalen Hurts out for his own job where he was really good. And they're like, well, of course this guy has to be better than Jalen Hurts. It's not true. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. A lot of that is health. If Tua was still perfectly healthy, I mean, Dolphins would probably be Super Bowl contenders, but he's not. He's not been the same guy with all the injuries, and he never was a super-duper athletic guy. So keep that in mind. Now, Andy, uh, do you have anything else to say about the quarterbacks? I know I went on a little bit of a diatribe here, but um, I I feel as if people are – are, are going to lose big. Yeah, no, no. We hit on the key points, and that is, you know, the time period that we're in uh, throughout the year. And then, you know, making sure that you, you understand that there are thousands of different cards for each player out there. And, like, there, there's ultimately a sweet spot where most collectors and investors like to get in at. We, we talk about the elite 1%. Sure, there are some people spending ten grand on Patrick Mahomes' base prism card or Tom Brady's uh, base Bowman card in a PSA 10 slab. But the majority of people are probably spending somewhere in that range of like $30 to $60, occasionally, uh, you know, investing in a chase card for them, maybe of around $100 to $200. And that's kind of where the bulk of the market transactions occur. And we still are seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of even buy it now sold transactions occur on a weekly basis. In fact, I saw a report that six of the of the top 25 ebay sellers in the world are sports card dealers and interesting yeah and if you look at vintagecardprices.com which tracks just market uh revenue in general on sports card sold transactions we're looking at just over 680 million dollars this year alone uh from sports cards so there is a ton a ton of of market activity going on, on a daily basis and uh, what I was going to tell you earlier is that one thing I've seen is that we're still like this period that we're in, we're still seeing a lot of sellers, I think, holding back on a lot of their card, their football cards. And they're probably doing this because it's the middle of the offseason, whether they're on vacation, whether they're doing this, they're doing that. They're they're not um, exactly motivated to to put their cards up for auction, especially because from what I've seen, a lot of people putting their cards in auction are starting the bids out higher. They're trying to start their card that's worth thirty dollars, started out at forty or fifty, and it's going, 
you know, unsold. It's, it's not getting any bids, but the auctions that are starting out at 99 cents get all the competition and they're still getting up to a respectable amount, but they're going for like $30, you know, that 20, $30 range where people are getting some deals. If a seller starting out at 99 cent auction, especially on like, uh, you know, these, these kind of RPAs and autograph cards of skill position guys that we talk about in raw format, kind of my sweet spot. So, you know, I think that there's, sellers are kind of limiting them, themselves in what they're selling right now. It's just the time period that we're at in the off season, Carter. Is that, is that kind of what you've seen as well? Yeah, I think, I think people are waiting a list. I think people are more cognizant of hype cycles and when to sell cards. And I think this year before the season, it's going to be nuts, especially considering this is going to be the first year that the new product was released mid-season. Now, those cards are hot right now, but I think those cards will stay hot on the lead-up, right? Especially with Optic coming around and uh, <clears throat> Optic rookie ticket autos and so on and so on. I, I think so as well, um, but at the same time, it's still interesting to me. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're looking at you know five quarterbacks in the background. You can kind of see it in the background. See Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, but that guy on the far right, you know, Lamar doesn't sell as much as those other four. I was listening to our friends at NoOffSeason.com, Paul Hickey, talking about the differences in Herbert and, and Burrow and so on and so on. I always say this, look at that next tier of quarterbacks, and that is where I personally have had the most success, okay? Andy, you know me personally. You know I've taken L's, but – a lot of my success has comes from middle tier guys. Derek Carr. I, I I still find Derek Carr to be so fascinating. If for some reason the Raiders, who have a real roster, make a run, the Raiders being relevant again is going to get and, and they're relevant now, is going to get people so freaking excited because you know. Ra the Raiders are still a big brand, and they haven't won, of course, since mm -hmm. they lost the Super Bowl with 40-year-old Jerry Rice to your Buccaneers, right? People want the Raiders to be back, right? Look at Derek Carr. Look at some of those next-tier guys and see what you can find because those guys are going to give you more room if they actually become good, right? I've done mm -hmm. really well on Derek Carr. Really well. Yeah, and and going back to a guy you talked about a couple of weeks ago, along the same theme is a quarterback on a new team that in the same division with Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos, and they have an easy schedule. We talk about the revenge game, week one, and this is actually a research topic I'm working on now is looking at the schedule coming out of the gate when we know the hype cycle is at its hottest. Uh, last year we saw Sam Darnold's cards spike. New team also won week one. Uh, we also uh, we saw Teddy Bridgewater's cards take a little spike. New team in the Denver Broncos. They also won week one. We saw Jalen Hurts' cards take a little spike. They won week one. So looking at week one schedule is, is a topic that I'm doing now, but I could absolutely see guys in that second tier, potentially um, Derek Carr as well, because he's got now Devontae Adams. Like if Devontae Adams goes out and has a three-touchdown game with Derek Carr, now all of a sudden the connection is like, fleshed out you know and people get to actually see it like i'm not gonna believe it till i see it he's got so much target competition there it's Devonte freaking adams he's the best separator 
in the league. Like he, he's going to get have some serious production with Derek Carr, and they could put up some nice highlights and win games. I think that's going to uh, cause his cards to break out. The same thing with Russell Wilson, just being on a new team and being able to throw the ball more with uh, with better wet. Well, you know, I guess the weapons you could argue uh, if they're better in Seattle or Denver, but he's obviously got a better offensive line in Denver and. Um, the coaching, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett should be better for him than Pete Carroll was for Russell Wilson. So and the schedule week one against the Seahawks, like need I say more, right? <laughs> Pete Carroll is the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, I know that sounds harsh, but and this kind of goes along with my same idea with Tua. The worst thing in the world is not when a quarterback is bad, right? We knew Nathan Peterman was bad. We knew Josh Rosen was bad. But when the Cardinals saw Josh Rosen was atrocious, they knew he wasn't the guy. So they immediately drafted Kyler Murray. I'm a big Kyler guy, and obviously got that right. Now, will Kyler ever lead him to the Super Bowl? I don't know, but you you know he's within the realm of doing that. The worst thing is when you think somebody's actually good and they're not. And that's why I'm so confident about Tua, right? Like, you know, if you go buy Mitchell Trubisky cards right now, you know he's bad, but his cards aren't going to be a, a gazillion dollars, right? Two is bad. He's not good. And I look at the the start of their schedule. New England, oh, rough. <laughs> New England, at Baltimore, Buffalo, at Cincinnati. So you're telling me, yeah. in those four games, three of which, this is an objective fact, the other team has a better quarterback. And your opinion of Mac Jones? is your opinion of Mac Jones. You're telling me that with the new coach, they're going to be no better than two and two. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't see him capable of playing good enough uh, to, and, and winning to be able to, to be able to cause his cards to break out based on where the entry price point is at now. Like if his entry price point was next to Jordan Love or at the same level as Jordan Love or something, then yeah, then okay. Um, but it's not. It's, you know, we see people reach for Tua cards all the time. Like he's, you know, the next great one. Hobby tip of the week is pretty simple. And this is what I tease at the beginning of the episode. Always remember in every card transaction you make it is harder to sell a card than buy a card it always has been it always will be that is if there's one thing that is true in sports cards it's that it's that okay there's so many different ways i can explain it it could be you have a super duper personal uh, connection with the card and you don't want to see it go but you know you got to sell it there's that aspect of it but really selling cards just in general whether it be on eBay, shipping it right, it getting lost in shipping, setting the price right, shipping right, all that stuff, so on and so on, how to properly ship a card and get the money, all that stuff. That's why I'm a big proponent of going to card shows and, you know, transaction, boom, right then and there, okay? Now, we we might – I don't know if this is going to be a part of the outtakes or not after the episode. We won't go too deep into this controversy, but there is a controversy involving an alleged – $30,000 card in baseball, ironically, of a guy that we never heard of. So, Andy, don't put it on the screen. If we if we share the outtakes later, we, we do, okay? Truth be told, 
if you sell a $30,000 card, you better be insuring that thing next day shipping if you absolutely have to ship it. But if you're selling a $30,000 card, I am hand delivering that thing, right? Now, that's obviously an extreme example, like we talked about earlier, the 1% and so on and so on. Even in middle tier cards, even if you're selling a, a two a card for 200 bucks or whatever, it's hard to sell. It is hard to sell, okay? And you'll see that if you're just now getting started. So keep that in mind. Don't get greedy. I saw a guy share a different baseball story yesterday, Andy, of a Jared uh, Kalinick card that he bought for a lot of money. And this is what happened, Andy, and you and I have talked about this before. He bought this card uh, of a guy who's a flop. And, and this was before the season. He was doing baseball prospecting. And the guy said, okay, it's also going to be $10 shipping. And the dude canceled the deal. Like he was paying, let's just throw a number out there. He was paying $10,000 for this card or even $5,000. Let's just say even if it's a $1,000 card. If you are giving me $1,000 and it's not an eBay sale where the, the, the shipping and handling is right there. If we're just doing like an Instagram deal or whatever. And if you're giving me $1,000, I'm not worried about $10 shipping. I'm not worried about $20 shipping. I'm sitting that bad boy and the dude canceled the deal and the dude didn't get to, the dude still has the card. He never sold it because he hassled somebody over a $10 shipping. Keep in mind, just think of the actual like transaction here. You are shipping a piece of cardboard for a five figure sum of money. If someone is willing to do that, you as a seller have got to make sure Everything is uh, dotted I, cross T's, whatever idiom you want to use. Air tag that thing, hand deliver it. If you're hand delivering it, bring them a happy meal along with it. The buyer is always going, 99% of the time, is going to have the leverage position in almost every shape, form, and fashion. So, Andy, it's always key just to remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say. It's, I, you know, I purchased insurance on a $350 card that I sold <laughs> just because, you know, that's, uh, that was a lot for me at the time. And, and I was like, I'm going to, no, this is the biggest card I've ever sold. I got insurance pro bono for the guy. Give me insurance on it. Cause I don't want any type of, uh, a bad thing because it's a rare card. Like it's a rare card. It's not like you can go out and replace uh silver prism auto PSA 10. That's numbered out of 50. You know, you, you just can't. You can't replace those. So definitely, I mean, that's, that's wild. Stay tuned for the outtakes. Yeah, if you want, you want to yeah, hear about it, the, the yeah, if you want to hear about the full story, okay? Because yeah. look, when when I, when I bought a Tyron Matthew one of one this off season, it wasn't for a lot, but the guy shipped the card beautifully. Okay, wrapped it super tight, tracked it, sent me the tracking. He took care of me because it wasn't an eBay deal, right? So we had to, of course, like I wanted to make sure that the card got here and all that because it's my favorite card. It's always, you know, with me. Uh, not always with me, but you know what I mean. Just keep that in mind, okay? Did you have a hobby tip of the week, Andy? Uh, well, yeah, it's just that, you know, if you're a seller and you absolutely want to force a sale, remember, like, do a 99-cent 
no reserve auction, right? Of course, you run the risk of that that card going lower than what you want to sell it for, but you're going to see what true market value is for that car. There is thousands of other people out there that are going to see that, that are going to get in on that auction. You could potentially create a bidding war. It's all about the card you got, the player that's on the card, and the hype that it that it's generating right now. Understand that. Ultimately, though, right now is not a great uh, selling window for that style of auction. Uh, unless you absolutely are desperate and want to force a sale. On the other hand, if you're a buyer, those are the auctions that you want to target. Like target those ending like at 2 a.m. or ending uh, first thing in the morning. Go ahead and put in a uh, put in like a little bid so that it'll remind you. And then, you know, when you get in there, try and put your bid in the last couple seconds. So as to not alert the other person that you've outbid them and they don't have and so that way they don't have time to actually respond and you can win a lot of cards under market value that way right now let's do it 99 cent auctions let's go so you're you're more of a buy now guy sell uh let's buy nows but mm-hmm. once again if you absolutely have to sell it 99 cent the thing i know it's like a big leap of faith oh my goodness it all just uh... yeah because why start an auction at fifty dollars when you could just do a buy it now at $50 and then it automatically can renews itself. Why, who wants to restart an auction every week and have $50? Like, you it, know? It, yeah, just 99 cents. You're not going to sell the car for $50 right now. I'm sorry. And the bottom line is my auctions where I've done like the baseline, whatever, I've never done well. 99 cents, the thing. If you're listing a Joe Burrow autograph, I guarantee you people are going to people are going to find it just remember the time when you list it set it for 8 p.m you know that's always a good time mm-hmm. 8 p.m central um where you're getting you know everyone in america at a reasonable buying hour now play of the week andy my my, my honest play of the, I, i'm gonna think of something else my honestly my honest play of the week though was the two of things so uh, i'm gonna let you go first here yeah so alan robinson uh, traded to well, released from the Bears and signed by the Los Angeles Rams this year. He's still undervalued. I was seeing Topps Chrome autograph rookie cards, Allen Robinson, and those are on card autographs going in last night in an auction. I caught one closing at $20. I think that's a good price point. You could even find some of his graded cards. He had uh, multiple different prism variations from 2014, but there's uh, rookie ticket autos that you can find of Allen Robinson. That and and this is we're talking about a wide receiver that was putting up thousand yard seasons before last year with a bunch of no name quarterbacks. We're talking the likes of Blake Bortles, you know, and 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 th- these were Allen Robinson's quarterbacks in his NFL career, and still a very elite separator, uh, elite winning at contested catch scenarios, fast, big, big wingspan, big hands. So Allen Robinson now on the Rams with. Um, and in crazy amount of shootout games this year, another playoff run, the uh, clear leaders in the NFC West. I'm absolutely bullish at Allen Robinson with at his current value. I like it. Now, I will say this. Allen Robinson, along with Jalen Hurts and a few others, T. Higgins, you, you've made money on Allen Robinson cards. Right when you jumped back in, you were buying his stuff for like dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. Um I like that. Now he's on a bigger market. Now he's going to get his opportunity. We'll see. Uh, my play of the week, it honestly was just to sell two of cards. Um, wait, honestly, wait a little bit closer to the season, potentially, because you know the hype cycle is going to be crazy. 
Um, but you made a good point about like that Teddy Bridgewater thing. What if, you know, that is some really good insurance, right? If you felt really comfortable, comfortable, comfortable about Tua, why did you go get Teddy Bridgewater? I find that to be very interesting. Handcuff him. Oh Handcuff. yeah, yeah. Like if you're investing in Tua, I would, I would go and why not? I mean, he's going to be so cheap. Go buy yourself a couple nice little Teddy B cards just in case. It'll make you feel better when, when, <laughs> when he starts this year. I love it. I'm going to give you um, a deep cut, right? And I want to shout out my guy, Derek. He loves this guy, Derek Richard or Richard. I don't know how to say his last name, but uh, I got to show him some love here. I, I got this card just in like a little extra part of the deal. Um, and the more I've read up on him, the more I'm starting to believe KJ Hamler. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it, very interesting. Get his cards are dirt cheap. He might be the wide receiver four in that offense, which is very interesting. I I have a bunch of Jerry Judy. I've gotten kind of gotten a little greedy on on some uh some offers sent to me. I am not totally sure if Jerry Judy is is who we think he is. And I like Jerry Judy a lot coming out of college, right? It took a lot for me to have Jerry Judy higher on my draft board than Justin Jefferson, right? Now, I was wrong about that, as were a lot of people. But um, And I like Jets more than Judy, as a lot of you probably know. But, man, I think K.J. Hamler is very, very interesting, right? What if he turns yeah. What if he turns into Tyler Lockett like that? Uh, so be on the lookout for that. All the Broncos skill guys, I don't think anyone is confident who the guy is going to be, right? I think most people think Javante Williams, our running back, is their best skill guy. The Broncos are by far the most fascinating team to me in the NFL. I mean, we know Herbert's going to rip it. We know Derek Carr is going to put up good numbers. I have no idea what Russell Wilson is actually going to look like. Uh, next year the Broncos. So, it's so ambiguous, you know? And I think KJ Hamler could have like a massive week, and everyone think Tyler Lockett. That's him. That's him. Future Hall of Famer. Well, I don't especially know. if you're playing best ball, then you then you're looking at week 16, week 17 correlation. Shout out to Underdog Fantasy. The Bron the Broncos are playing the Chiefs in week 17. Carter. Ooh, I see. So don't forget, leave five star reviews, all that good stuff. Sell your two of cards. I'm kidding. Uh, collect what you want to collect. Do whatever. Um, subscribe, ring the bell, comment down below your thoughts on 2021 Prism and everything that we talked about today. So uh, come join the Discord, patreon.com slash football cards. Until next week, baby. Peace. Peace. This is a bonus hot take for everybody in the quest. Look at these two lovely. <laughs> you got two of them now? No, no. We're watching over. This is Tartar. And that's Z, baby. We're watching over my girlfriend's girlfriends. My fiance's uh, mother's dog. She went on a little trip. That's Z, baby. And that's Tartar. I am jealous of the hairdo, man. I wish I'd grow hair like huh? that. Huh? 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 They're acting crazy because our long guys out there. I stayed up so late reading about that thing yesterday. Would you dive into the comment section? You got, you got, I, I, I could not. That's, uh, I, I slept until 8 20. So I'm sorry for just not, dude. I was so fascinated by this.
so fascinated by this. Did you read it? I did, and I dug into the comment section a little bit myself and saw where the guy even responded. The yeah. guy that was being accused. Yeah. So the reason why I find this to be so interesting is that I've been following that guy for a while. And the MKG sports? Yeah, yeah, I've been following him for a while. The guy who sold the card? The That's guy, the guy who, who sold it. The guy who sold the card. Okay. And uh you know, I don't know the full situation. I don't. And it's it's very, very interesting. A few things that I've noticed, but I I do think that's on the seller. I honestly think it's on the seller. And I don't know the other guy at all. Like I I'm, I haven't I don't follow that guy. I follow that MKG guy. I've been following him for a while, and he posts a lot of hiring cards. Like I always remember his photos. He always posts his photos on uh, like a like a granite marble top, like a, like a you know what I'm talking about, like the kitchen island. And I I I've always seen his cards, super high end, nice clean cards. A lot of people like him. I've seen him get tagged in a thousand posts. And I then read the other guys like Twitter feed. And he he seems like, you know, a regular nice guy. And there was, like, people vouching for, like, both of them. But it just goes back to something that, you know, we've all talked about on the show is it is so much harder to sell a card than buy a card, Hmm. right? It, 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 there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I still think that is the most important thing. Like, if you're just getting into, like, sports cards just to, collect you don't have to worry about selling too much right it's not like the be all end all if you have a bunch of money and you want to sell and all that stuff and if you're in it for like the investing and trying to make money and be a business person that is the most important thing i do think that is the most important thing you you should tell someone that they're just now getting in you know, outside, you know, like the normal, like shipping things, be nice to everyone, whatever. But that is one idiot. I kind of want to just get that. I want to post that on my wall somewhere um, because it's true. It's just true. The, yeah. the, the, the buyer can say anything, anything uh, that could happen, anything. Like, well, the, the post office didn't deliver it and so on and so on. And we we know that there is a lot of post office theft. Maybe the MKG guy puts MKG sports on the package. Oh man. He might send out a bunch of packages. They're probably all the same size. And a UPS delivery person can see that and be like, okay, let me go look at this guy on Twitter. Oh crap, he's got big end cards. <laughs> if I take yeah. this card. There's no way that anyone could know anything happened, and then they're out of it. Uh, but really, you know, one of one of the more fascinating things about this case is the the player. I know. Like, I, I I know I'm not a baseball guy. Uh, I grew up liking baseball. I think I have a fair amount of baseball knowledge. Uh, 
I'm a big Derek Jeter guy, whatever. But with baseball prospecting, how could that be fun? How could any of that be fun? Like that that guy's got to be Mike Trout for you yeah. to 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 uh to to make 30k off of a now once again five of five autograph card whatever but that's oh, another gosh. thing but but you, it blows my mind like dude you're selling a $30,000 card and and you and you buy a $4 label <laughs> what are you thinking man what are you thinking like because there's some there's a lot think about retail how many retail businesses where it's the customer's always right the buyer's always right it doesn't matter if it's a half-eaten jar of peanut butter we'll take it back we'll give you your money back right right you know kind of thing but i know this is obviously not that but it's like the same thing whereas as as the seller you got to do your due diligence of whether it's uh snapping a selfie of yourself dropping it off at the post office or maybe buying insurance on a thirty thousand dollar card and getting like uh, UPS, you know, two day air or one day air so that it's like, and as a, as a buyer, like I would not give 30 grand up front, even if, Never. even if that was like only a fraction of my bankroll, I would still say, okay, half up front, you give me a tracking number, the other half on the back end when I receive the card in, in the condition and everything like that. Plus what's an extra 80 bucks for insurance on something like that? When, when the purchase is that big, it's insane to me. And also, like ninety percent of sports card people, thirty thousand dollars is a life changing amount of money, including myself. I would say, I would say, not of every out of every ten people in the hobby can't take a thirty thousand dollar loss. I can't. I I personally can't. Uh, you can get a PSA 10 Bowman Tom Brady rookie card for about six grand. Yeah. Let's put it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, like for, for uh, Corbin, I, I, and that's another thing. You and I have a, a pretty good, I know we're just football cards. You and I have a big knowledge, a huge amount of knowledge when it comes to sports, right? I've never heard of that guy. Right. Normally, you know, the athlete when it when that name's at, when the athlete's name is associated with the card. Right. Let, let me ask you this, Andy. Who is. Um, let me think of someone who, who what, what sport does Killing Mbappe play? Soccer. OK, so you you know very little about soccer, but you know, who Killing Mbappe is. That's right. You probably know who Erling Holland is. I know who Max Verstappen is, and I barely know how to start a car, right? <laughs> I, I don't own a car. Uh, but I know for sure, like, Max Verstappen is, and Lewis Hamilton's one of the best F1 drivers, and I know a lot of their really nice cards aren't touching $30,000. But $30,000 for a baseball prospect? I, I don't, like, that just... Yeah. It's just crazy. So there's that aspect of it. There's the seller's aspect of it. Um, man, there's just that, that is the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in sports cards. It really is because, like, man, I I, I get it. If and and buy what you want to buy. I don't care who, whatever. But the buyer 
I knowing what I know about the guy that sold the card, he knows a lot about higher end cards. Okay. I then looked at the buyer's social media and it does seem that he's like in, he seems like he's a sharp guy and he's interested in a lot of different things, whatever. But it seems as if he wasn't ex- as experienced in the hobby as the other guy. And, and it is a big reason why, you know, we started this podcast is, you know, to talk about like stuff like this. And it's, the, you know, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that doesn't know as much about cards as you do, you just do. Right. Like you just kind of you just kind of know, like if I was making a sports card deal with uh, like card collector two or someone like that, that knows a lot about not only cards, but transacting cards. I know he's going to know more about the subject than me a thousand times out of a thousand. Right. But I feel as if I have enough baseline knowledge to know that buying a thirty thousand dollar card uh you you demand that it's overnight shipping i'd go and buy an air tag have you seen the tweet there's a new tweet on here that i just saw that says these people live three hours apart I no there's, there's no that's new, not true that that's can't not be true no, i can't make that, that well, up no 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 if it is it can be true but if that is the case <laughs> that makes it even more ridiculous I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the most fascinating sports card controversy I have ever seen. The most fascinating. I will. I, there will. Ne- there will never be a more fascinating one than this one. I'm. I'm dead serious. Especially if they yeah. now live th- three hours apart. Okay, so I'll share this. Uh, one of my really, really good friends. Okay, uh, sold a pretty higher in Joe Burrow for probably uh, not as much as $30,000, but in, in the five figure range. Okay. And, you know, I've been talking to him because, you know, I, I talked to him a, a fair amount and he's meeting the guy at a bank. He's bringing somebody with them. They're meeting in a public place. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know this. I know this sounds mafia, but knowing that I'm getting that return on a card, I'm not only flying there. I'm flying somebody with me. I'm flying some muscle. I'm flying. Uh, I'm I'm flying a dude with me, right? I'm flying one of my friends to be like, hey, like I, my buddy Curtis. Hey, Curtis, you're a bigger guy, athletic guy. You're pretty straightforward. I need you to come with me because we need to bring back $30,000 in cash. We're going to handcuff this Pelican case to your, <laughs> to your wrist. Yes, exactly. And oh, yeah, what's a $500 round trip plane ticket? For, it's, it's again, it's a fraction of the cost of that car. Exactly. If, if it's a 10 hour drive, I'm driving it. I, I swear to you, I just can't knowingly put a $30,000 car to the mail. I, I knowingly just can't do that. So yeah. or with the with a four dollar label, no interest. And the and the and the, what that one dude even screenshotted where the guy had made a post back in December of last year telling people to make sure that they get insurance. <laughs> Don't be cheap. And it's like, oh my God, dude, this is 
Yeah. So so let me let me let me just write a, a disclaimer here. If this actually makes the final cut, um, this story is still fresh, right? Maybe he did overnight shipping this. Maybe he did. Okay. Doesn't look like he did, but maybe he did. Maybe there's a huge misunderstanding here because I'm going to be honest. This story just does not make sense. It does not make sense that somebody experienced in a hobby would, would do that. Maybe just maybe he, and, and I've seen this guy, he's, he's dealt a lot of higher end cards. Maybe he does it so much that the 30 K is a drop in the bucket to him. And he's like, okay, let me experiment this one time with, you know, regular UPS shipping so I can save a few bucks. I have been doing a lot of hobby health uh, checking, digging. Um, I mean, just rolling my sleeves up, straight up rolling my sleeves up, getting into the buy it now, sold listings, counting them up like I used to do uh, for 2021 Prism, for 2020 Prism, looking at the charts of Mahomes, Brady, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, to uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, skill position guys, um, volumes. I mean, just looking at everything because you get, I'd say you get more and more content. Like I was talking to Brandon, like I don't know if content creators, I think there's a few different reasons why they like to make these market is crashing. That's their, that's their clickbait title, yeah, yeah. you know, thing because of, obviously inflation in the country gas gas prices and and food prices and stuff and and uh but i think what they're looking at is it's probably like they're looking at a lebron rookie card they're looking at a, a mike trout rookie card and maybe they're looking at a brady you know and they're saying okay those are the three most iconic guys of their sports that are that are goats that are still playing and and their premium psa 10 is down from you know, whatever it's at 10 grand to eight grand, you know, it's down a couple grand. So the markets are down, they're crashing, they're coming down. But is that really the case? Like, I, I think that you can't make a blanket statement about the whole market based off of a couple cards. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I actually do. Um, people get like the super higher end stuff mixed in with 90% of transactions. And this is just life in general, okay? In any form of like entertainment or hobby, whatever, there's the top 1%, okay, of everything, right? Jay-Z's, Drake's, Kendrick Lamar, so on and so on, Eminem, uh, Missy Elliott, no, the list goes on and on. There's legends that, that, you know, are millionaires a million times over. But most of hip-hop are middle tier guys, right? Guys that you never heard of. Okay. So that's like the case with all industries. Okay. Country music. You got Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert, the God tier, George Strait. But most of the country are people with one or so radio hits playing in honky tonks, making 40 K a year. Right. Sports cards. It's the same thing. Like it, Jordan, LeBron, those are the deals that Darren Rovell tweets about. Those are the deals that make the uh, the highlights. And one thing that was driving me crazy is like the the hobby's not in a good place with the the triple logo man, LeBron. I was so sick and tired of hearing of that card. 
A lot of hobbyists were sick and tired of hearing of it. But the same thing is true in, in, in country music. If you're a big country music fan, you go look for the next Brandy Carlisle. If if you're you're a hip hop fan, you look for that next tier hip hop star. You look for that, you know, that that middle tier guy, the a, a Q tip or anyone like that, right? Q tip's a little bit more of a legend, but still. In sports cards, where it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, the triple logo man didn't sell as much as it should have. And if it did sell for six million dollars, that would have brought a lot more people into sports cards. Only sold for two, didn't make as many headlines or whatever it was. But for us diehard hobbyists, who cares? Right? We're about cards that we can actually afford. That's all I care about, right? We're, we're cards for the common man, the common man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. But that's just how it is. Like people make blanket statements about any industry by commenting on the 1% elite of the elite guys and gals of, of any industry when you should be focusing on everything. I think football mm-hmm. cards are selling fine right now. I really oh, do. Yeah they, yeah, they really are, I, man. I, I I wish I could find these steals of, of of cards, but I wish, but I can't. I can't. While while you while you look up this this number, I just can't quit talking about this. I just <laughs> can't. And like, there's a piece of me that says so, a lot of this is so bizarre. Let wait until everything like comes out. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's, You're like an investigative journalist, man. Well, that's my degrees in, man. Like, oh, there you go. Like, I find, I just find that to be fascinating. I really, really do. Like, who, who in their right mind thinks that that's a good idea? So, 2020 Prism Blaster. Guess how much you're selling for? A hundred? 120. 120, wow. Yeah, 120, man. But um yeah, man, I'm ready whenever you are, buddy. All right, one one twenty. Boom. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Just let me know when you're ready to go, buddy. All right. I am ready. <laughs>